Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. And again, it's a complete honor and privilege that you are taking your time, no matter where today finds you, whether you are going through high highs or low lows, you are taking your time to be a part of what the Lord is doing here at the Color and Chaos Podcast. And so whether you are watching this, you're watching this maybe on Facebook or YouTube, or you are listening to this, currently we are at iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are also on Spotify. No matter how you are partaking in this right now, again, it is a privilege, and I am a firm believer that is not by accident that you are here, but that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that has a plan and purpose for your life that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. I know in my life, and I say this every week for the most part, I know in my life that when I look back and I see what it was that made me the man that I am now, the things that I went through or, or things that, I, that happened that helped me grow into the man that I am now, I know when I look back that is not necessarily the comfortable moments. It's not necessarily the, the moments where I just had so much control but it wasn't in those moments that I grew and learned and, and was stretched as a man, but it was in the moments of chaos that I truly not only learned more about myself and how I'm wired, but more importantly, I learned about my creator, savior, and sustainer. I realized that beyond the chaos, beyond the external circumstances of my life, that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer, that he and he alone can make a color out of the chaos when we, instead of trying to find answers to the chaos through our own strength or understanding, when we surrender control over our lives and over our understanding to the one who made us, then that is when we can be able to grow and to learn not only more about ourselves, but again, more importantly, to learn and grow with our creator, savior, and sustainer. And so, again, that is the premise of this podcast. And so, no matter what you got going on in your life right now, there is color in your chaos. We have a God who will not waste anything that happens in our lives. Even the most ugliest situations can be redeemed. And that is what this podcast stands for. And so, I, I am always honored, every single episode, to pray for you. Again, many of you right now listening or watching, I may have never met Many of you right now maybe aren't even living in the United States of America where I'm recording. Many of you maybe are not even aware of, of, of Jesus or about the Bible and, and different things that we're going to be talking about today. And so it is key. It is so important that we together, no matter where you're at in your walk with the Lord or wherever you're at in life right now, it is so important that we come together and we have a humble heart asking the Lord for him and him alone to make a color out of this chaos and for him to give us words when we have no words, for him to give us strength when we have no strength and for him to be the hope and the security in our lives when this world cannot offer true hope and true security. And so I would be honored to pray for you as we walk in today's episode and God bless you. I'm so grateful you are here. Here, let's pray. Lord God, just thank you so much for this opportunity to be here today. Lord, I thank you so much for the ability to speak, even though I feel like I mumble and stumble over my words so often, Lord, and I know I'm not alone in feeling that way. Lord, I thank you for these tools that you've given, uh, this, this mic, the, the headphones that I have on my head right now, uh, this software, this technology, uh, but more importantly, Lord, I thank you 
for the reality is that someone right now is listening or watching this and that you have a plan and purpose for their life that goes far beyond anything, anything, anything that I can ever say on my own strength or or even to wrap my head around. Lord, I know that you have made a way in my life when there was no way. And Lord, you do that every single day. So Lord, we need you and we just ask that you have your will and way in today's episode and in, in our lives and in our hearts. We need you. And it's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. How are you doing? How are you doing? Seriously, how are you doing? Just take a moment. Breathe in. Breathe out. What is going on in your life right now? I have a friend that recently spoke at our church, and we haven't came back to in-person services yet due to COVID. Um, and as of recording this, uh, my my specific local church um, that I'm I'm on staff with and that I attend, maybe your church has already got back together. We haven't. But I have a friend that recently he came in and he spoke. And since it's uh, you know we are having services online, they they filmed uh, a conversation that uh, my pastor had with him, and it was on the topic of race relations. And and my friend he gets done talking, uh, they pray, everything's great, um, and they're about to turn off the camera. And one of uh, my other friends in the room asked him, just said, "Hey, how are you doing? How are you doing?" And, and I, I, I love the response that was given right after. The, the response was, you know, I, I don't even really know, you know, like you're kind of like the first person that asked me. And I just, I just felt really led to open up today's episode with saying the same thing. How are you doing? How are you doing with everything going on? You know, that, that's, that's the thing about these global things that we go through or, or nationwide things that we go through is that you can't just say, well, I didn't know that was happening. Like, no, you know it's happening. Like, there's no way for you not to know that it's happening. And and it's just so profound to me because we have this commonality that no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, we have walked through something together and we are walking through something together. Currently in the United States of America, there's definitely uh, another thing that we are walking through together is a lot of just opportunities to repent and to think and to ask questions and to start to address racism and prejudice and and again it's it's another thing I don't you don't need a podcast to tell you that this is what's happening in the United States like you know you know even if you're not in the United States of America you you know that there's this going on but through it all we are walking through this together so how are you doing maybe if if you're like me Maybe you know what's going on and, and, and it's, you're aware of it, but you have things in your own life that you're dealing with right now. Maybe it's hard to really focus on everything that we're walking through as a globe right now because in your world, maybe it is falling apart. Or maybe right now, your world, it couldn't have been better. You know, you, you, you are just doing great right now. No matter what's going on, our, your world matters. Your experiences matter. What you are going through matters. Me personally, this whole season, I mean, goodness, I, I guess I have the privilege of doing a podcast. So, I mean, you can just pull up an episode and and see kind of what like I'm thinking and processing and what the Lord's been teaching me. Um, but if I could sum up so far everything that we've been walking through, uh, through the spring, now going into the summer, um, I don't even know if it's officially summer anymore, goodness gracious, but just at least the spring from March to now, if I could sum up 
what it is that the Lord has been teaching me and things that I've been thinking about. There's, there's about three words that come to my mind. The first word is obedience. Obedience. I say that Jesus is Lord of my life, but am I obedient to what he wants to do within me? Am I obedient to submitting my desires and my will to his word and his plan for my life? That's a big question. That's something I've been walking through in this season, especially of just saying, Lord, Lord, teach me what obedience looks like. Teach me the blessing in obedience. And one of the things that he has been teaching me by, by his grace is that he's been teaching me that he does reward obedience. Now, it's not my place to tell him how he will reward me for obedience. That, 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 that misses the whole point of being obedient. You know, I'm not obedient because he rewards me. I'm obedient because of who he is, but still, he does reward. I love you so much, and I will provide through that obedience. Just trust me, trust me, trust me. So obedience, obedience, first thing the Lord's been teaching me. The second word that comes to my mind is redemption. Redemption, redemption can be a weighty word. But when I think about redemption, I think about restoring something that was lost, making new something that was broken. And I can see over and over and over again the Lord redeeming things that seem unredeemable. And I know one of the ways primarily that the Lord shows me about just redemption is through people. Just meeting people that have, or that maybe when I meet them, their life is a wreck. But just seeing how through the Lord and through His His grace and through His sovereignty and through submission and obedience and and, and just difficulty of, 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 you know, the awkwardness of walking in fellowship with one another and being honest and transparent and accountability, you just see beautiful things come out of the dirt. And I know I, I see that in my life. So through this season, I've been seeing redemption. I've been seeing how the Lord has taken nights where I just feel so alone and just given me a piece of his presence in, in, in crazy ways. And again, a lot of this you can probably hear on the podcast if you go back. So redemption. So obedience, redemption. The third word that, that has been standing out to me, especially in the last week or so. Recently, one of the examples when it comes to repentance that I've been exposed to is the example of the coffee pot. And you might be just kind of confused about that, saying, okay, how, what does a coffee pot have to do with repentance? A coffee pot you don't put a dirty coffee pot into your coffee maker in order to get fresh coffee in the morning or in the afternoon or at night, wherever you get your coffee. But instead, you clean the coffee pot out. And typically, depending on what type of situation you have when it comes to cleaning a coffee pot, you will rinse it. You, you put the soap, you'll rinse it, everything. But then you have a period of it drying. And the example that was used was that you have a coffee pot, you've cleaned it out, and if you put that coffee pot upright in wherever the dishes will, will dry or whatever it is, if you put it upright, then that, some of that water can still be left in it. There can still be some residue of the cleaning that just occurred. And within some of that residue, it might still be some of the funk that you are wanting to get out so if you put it upright in the drying rack, then it's not the best way for it to dry. But instead, what you do, you turn that coffee pot over in order for anything that's left inside that coffee pot to come out in order for the next time that you turn it back over for it to be dry and be ready to be filled again. 
Repentance is us giving our heart over to the Lord, acknowledging and admitting our shortcomings, saying, Lord, this does not live up to your standard and your desire for my life. And Lord, I don't want this, but I want what you want for me. I want your desires. I want your plans and purpose for my life. And so we give it to the Lord. He washes it. And repentance is turning it completely over and saying, look, I am not going to do what I once did. Why? Because I've been washed. Like I am not that anymore. I I am not going to do that anymore. Why? Because it's turned over. I'm turning a new leaf. I'm starting a new chapter. Repentance is very, very, very difficult. It's very difficult to have true repentance of saying, look, I am broken over this and this is a mistake that I will not make again. The other day, I, I fell asleep listening to podcast. I kind of like doing this because a lot of the podcasts I listen to, well, if all the podcasts I listen to has to do about Jesus. And so when I fall asleep to podcasts, sometimes I like waking up and just hearing, you know, different things, you know, um, different like, you know, points or, or truths, something. And this happened the other day. So I fell asleep the other day and I was listening to a sermon um, by a pastor that I follow. His name's Judah Smith and he pastors a church in Seattle and a church in Los Angeles. And again, his name's Judah Smith. The name of his church is Church Home. And I fell asleep listening to podcasts and I woke up around four o'clock in the morning and I started drifting out of, you know, dreaming and everything. And I started to become uh, awake and aware. And and I, I started to hear the podcast that was pe- playing at that time. So here, this is Judah Smith. He's preaching to his church, church home. And I'll play the snippet right here. Romans chapter 2, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. And you can read that later. For sake of time, I'll just quote it. Verse 4 says this. Do you not know? that it is the goodness of God that leads us to repent, that leads us to a change of mind, a change of mentality, a change of worldview, a change of perspective, and a change of direction. Do you not know it's the goodness of God? What is happening right now in the United States of America is not perfect. This nation is not perfect. This nation is man-made. Has God been providential for this nation? Yes, he has, and many other nations. But this country is an experiment made by man. Men and women, we hope, that are continue led by the Spirit of God and the love of Jesus. But nonetheless, this is a man-made experiment, and it is flawed deeply. So the experiment continues, and we seek to demonstrate the values, love, justice, and care of our Creator. But I want to be clear. Jesus is here. God is in this. Well, what is He doing? Repentance is rolling through the streets of this country. And it very, may, it very well may be that entire crowds of people, you or myself or others, have not even considered are now the chosen people of God. If you feel stunned, if you feel scared, 
If you feel speechless, so did the disciples. So did the disciples. So what's happening to you? And what's happening to me? Repentance. Repentance. At the conclusion of this story, the, uh, the, the, the Samaritans say, really, truly, he is the savior of the world. That word savior in the Aramaic means life giver. He's, he's the life giver of the world. He's the life giver of the world. The Bible says it's the goodness of the life giver of the world that leads us to repentance. If you study Romans chapter 2, uh, verse 4 particularly, and, and you look up that word repentance, did you know that one of, its, one of the translations or one of the meanings of repentance or synonyms, if you will, is blessing? Do you know what repentance is? It's a form of blessing. Do you know what God's doing in the United States of America right now? He is blessing this nation. You say, well, Judah, I don't agree with this. I don't get Ladies and gentlemen, I, the term Christian was given to our movement years ago. Do you know how many despicable, horrific things have been done in the name of Christian that I diabolically oppose and we are against? That's right. That doesn't mean that we still don't believe in being like Jesus, being a little Christ, little G Christian. And so we could spend hours, couldn't we, my brothers and sisters? Couldn't we church home deciphering and dissecting what we agree with and what we don't agree with? Or we could welcome the work of repentance in our country and more specifically in our own hearts, in our own homes. Repent. Repent. For God is near. Repent, for God is among us. Repent, because Jesus is at work. Think different. See different. Walk different. View things different. View people different. You know what I want, and I'm done. One of the shorter sermons of 2020, I might add. I want my mind to keep changing. How about you? I think that's one of the telling signs of the activity of Jesus in your life. Things like, yeah, I don't think that anymore. I don't see it like that anymore. Whew! Was I wrong? Habakkuk 3.2 says this, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord. Renew them in our day, in our time. Make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. He goes on in verse 17 to 19 to say this. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the field and the cattle barns are empty, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. Through the difficulties, it is such a perfect opportunity for us to realize that we are not what this life revolves around. Recently, I've been reading a book, and it's, it's on the topic of revival 
And this is what the, the author Colin Hansen says. He says this, spiritual decline and threatening enemies have often spurred believers to pray to God to send revival. He responds favorably, not to exalt earthly leaders, but to defend and display the glory of his name. In a moment, he brings hope to the most hopeless circumstances. And he goes on to say this, when the people remembered the pattern of human disobedience and divine faithfulness, they cast their cares on the Lord as their only hope. He had saved their ancestors from worse plights. God sends revival not merely for their sake, but for the glory of his own name. A God who seeks worship naturally grants revival. When they, that means you and me, recognize that God sends revival so that his name may be praised, believers understand that no need will ever surpass their need for God himself. You can have signs and wonders, but if you don't have God, you don't have revival. God-centered revivals withstand the temptation to treasure the blessings of revival over the one who blesses. And at the end of all the quotes that I just read, after reading Habakkuk and listening to Judah Smith, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this life exists in order for us to know our God and to make him known. And when our desires are not God himself, we will always settle for the brokenness that is a part of you and me. We as people are broken. And when we look to one another to save us, we neglect the reality that we can't fix on our own the brokenness. Why? Because in of ourselves, we are broken. We are broken. So when we look to the Lord, he brings the revival. He brings the, the, the repentance. He brings the redemption that we are longing for. Through obedience, we are able to see God as he is and to be all that he's created us to be. But that does not come unless we have a moment in our day, in our lives, where we throw our hands up and say, Lord, I don't want anything else, but I want you. I am done settling for anything less than you. Yesterday, I was sitting here. It was about eight o'clock and I was sitting here right by the window. I was just sitting there by the window for some reason. And I was just like, Lord, what, what, what do I do? You know, I got off work. I was done with the day and and I was just like, Lord, I just want to, I just want to go outside. Usually when I'm, when I have nothing to do, I'll just go outside, go for a walk or something. So I drive to a nearby park and I saw online the hours, um, that they closed at 10. So by the time I got there, it was about like 820 and it's a big lake at this park. And so I figured I would park, uh, where the canoe access is and walk around the lake and just spend time listening to music, talking with the Lord. Um, just kind of getting away and just kind of having a moment just to breathe and to think and to enjoy the good weather that we've been having up here in Michigan. So I'm sitting there, I'm walking, or I'm not sitting and walking, but I get up from sitting in the car and then I start walking. So I'm walking, it's beautiful, it's great. I'm seeing a lot of wildlife. I'm, I'm just listening to a lot of great music and just having a great time. But before you know, it starts to get darker and darker and darker. And I start to think, okay, will I have enough time to finish this walk around the lake. And I, I checked the time, and, and at this point, I had another hour left uh, before the park closed. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I'm pretty sure that we'll, I'll have enough time. 
And so I keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. I'm not even a halfway done around the lake. And before I know it, it's 30 minutes left before the park closes. And I'm around this massive lake. And I have this just key moment. Okay, do I turn around and go back the way I came? Or do I continue pushing forward? And now at this time, I didn't even know that I was a quarter done with the walk. I started to think, okay, I think I might be kind of halfway. I might be a little bit more than halfway. But in reality, I wasn't. I thought that I, I had enough time. I thought that I was a farther than I was, but I really wasn't. I was deceiving myself. I was, I was ignorant of the reality, right? And so before you know it, I'm, I'm, I'm still walking. And by this time, 20 minutes is left before the park closes. And I'm starting to think, man, this is a big, big, big park. And I do not want to get trapped in here. I don't want to get a ticket. I don't want, you know, something crazy to happen. Um, you know, like, okay, so I need to get out. So what I started to do is just, I just started running. I started running. I, I went from a, a brisk walk to a run. So at this point, I'm running. And the whole time, I'm just like praying. I'm saying, okay, God, okay, I made, I made a mistake. I am in this position because of me. I'm not in this position because anybody else. Nobody told me that I would have enough time and, and, and deceive me or anything like this. I completely deceived myself. And so I am running. And at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm even just talking with the Lord. I take off my glasses at this point because it's starting to get like foggy and, and stuff. I'm just like, okay, even if I can't see, I'm just going to stay on this trail and, and, and hopefully I make it in time. Again, it starts to be 10 minutes before the park is closing, and I'm still running. And I don't know how I had the energy to run. It starts to get darker and darker and darker. I start to see less cars coming by. I see a police car with its, not 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 its sirens or its lights, but a like a headlight um, drive by me. And immediately I start thinking, okay, Lord, I, I might have to just flag down uh, one of the police officers and get a ride uh, to my car. But I thought the cop was going to stop and say, hey, man, the, the park's closing. But instead, he kept driving and he went, you know, down the road. So I was like, okay, okay, you know, hopefully I get to the cop. Again, I don't know what's going to happen to me if I'm if I'm here past hours. I, and again, I don't want no ticket, <laughs> you know. Ain't nobody got time for that. So I'm running and the whole time I'm just praying. I'm saying, you know what, Lord, I admit that I put myself in this stupid position. Anybody that I tell this story to is going to say, Jonah, you should have thought better or whatever. I, I completely admit that, Lord, my hands are up. But Lord, please, just make a way. Just make a way. So I'm walking. I'm running. By this time, I pass the dam there by the lake. And I'm running. And I see like a little blur in the distance. And I'm like, okay, well, I, if I could just make it to that blur, I can be able to, if it's a person, then maybe I can ask them for a ride. And so I run. I see somebody. And and I, by this time, I think I take out my glasses to make sure it's a person. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to approach this person and ask for a ride. So I go to the person and I ask for a ride. But I want to pause here. Again, I got myself into this bad situation. I thought I had time, but I really did not. And so often, so many of us live life thinking that we have time to, 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 to do what the Lord has called us to do, which is repent and to come to him on his terms. And we think we have time, but we don't. And it's our fault that we are in this position. It's our fault because the Lord is doing everything he can to say, look, 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 you don't have the time you think you do. Come to me, come to me. Like our God loves us so much. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. God himself came down, lived the life that we couldn't live in order for us not to die the death that we deserve. He did everything that he possibly can in order for us to come to him. 
But so often, because of the hardness of our heart, we push him away. And for different reasons, we either say, no, God, you're not good enough to lead me, or we say that I'm not good enough for you to lead me. And we play this game of continuing to live life as if it's all up to us, but it's not. If I would have kept running on around that lake, I would have not only got lost, but I, I would have I would have been breaking the law. I would have been in the park when when I shouldn't have been in the park, and there would have been consequences. Why do we think that there's not consequences for our sins, for our mistakes? We're seeing that as a nation right now. There is consequences to our prejudice and our racism. As a country, there's consequences. And we as people have never really addressed the issue. We cover it up and we say, okay, it's better now. But there hasn't been a repentance. But there's been a spirit of apathy and arrogance. And I'm not even just speaking for the, the for the nation, but I'm going to start to make it even more personal because you can debate me about the whole nation thing, but you can't debate me about personal because I know if I'm being transparent, if there's a light shining on me right now, then I know that I am broken. I'm full of crap that does not reflect my God. But in order for me to be a more accurate reflection of Jesus, the one who I claim to be a follower of, then I know that I have to be honest about what is there in order for him to replace what the residue that is left over within me. I want him to purify me. I want to be his. I want to be all his. I don't want to be who I was. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the time that we have is today, is right now. Right now is the moment for us to come to the Lord on his terms and say, Lord, break my heart. If there's anything, if there's anything I've been doing to grieve your spirit within me or you, Lord, you're, you, just you, then Lord, show me. I don't want to be the same person that I was a day ago or a season ago. But Lord, I want a revival and, 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 and that revival at the end of it is not, I'm not seeking a blessing. I'm seeking a person. I'm seeking you. Lord, I want to know you more. God, I want to experience you more. I don't want to settle for all this crap. I had a moment that I had to swallow my pride, swallow all the uncomfortability that I was feeling, embrace all the chaos of me putting myself in a bad situation and, and the consequences of that. And I had to approach a guy that I hardly knew, if not at all. All I knew is what I could see. I had to approach him and humbly ask for a ride. Did I deserve a ride? No. No, he could have easily looked at me and said, I'm sorry, buddy, you put yourself in this position. He could have easily looked at me and said, oh, I'm sorry, man, I, I, I don't feel comfortable right now. It's COVID season, you know, but I had to approach him. And by the grace of God, he said, yeah, sure, get in the car. I get in the car and we start talking. I get to know this guy and he's getting to know me. He's driving me around the lake. And I just start talking to him about Jesus because I realize that it, the reason that I am in this guy's car is because the Lord has provided a way when I didn't deserve a way out of the mess that I was in. I start telling him that, that you know, I've been here for four years. Oh, what, what led you here? Well, I'm, I'm a follower of Christ and I felt like he called me up here to Michigan and I was just wanting to be obedient. Oh, really? That's crazy. And, and you like it here? Yeah, I like it here. Yeah, there's a peace. There's a peace in knowing that I'm, I'm where I know I need to be. That where the Lord's called me to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, peace is really important. Yeah, you know what, man? I have, ne I never had peace before Jesus. I never did. I filled that hole with so many things. 
wow, really? Man. And, you know, he's just looking at me. He's like, really? So, so, so that gave you peace? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, hey, you know, God bless you. Thank you so much for going out of your way to do this for me right now. And I was able to, to tell him, hey, man, if you're looking for a, a church, because he said earlier he, he didn't have a church, hey, come, come, come with me, man. At the end of the day, the Lord redeemed the situation I put myself into. And he, I, I don't know what he's going to do with that. It might have just been that guy was like, oh, man, that guy was crazy. Whatever it was, I know for one, the Lord, he protected me. He provided. And I have no idea what he is starting to do with that guy. Likewise, again, we have a God of redemption and a God of revival. But in order for revival to happen, there has to be a repentance. There has to be a surrender of self and acknowledgement that, look, I can't do this on my own. So heavy heart, I am praying for you. I am praying for you. In a moment, we'll pray together. Don't give in to the smoke and mirrors of this season that we are going through. You are loved, not based on anything you have done, but based on who done everything for you, Jesus. One of the passages in the Bible that is just really sobering to me when I'm trying to get my mind just fixed on the reality that God, you and you alone is what my soul longs for, what my cravings crave and, and what I know that I was made to just be wrapped around. My identity was made to be wrapped around you and you alone. And when I don't look to you, when I look to everything else to bring a joy or a hope or a peace or a satisfaction, when I look to all those things that I know that I am selling myself short and I am giving in to the lie that I can do this on my own. Whenever I want to have a sober mind, I turn to this passage in Revelation chapter 5. This is what it says in verse 2. And I, John, saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals on the scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look at the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne. He has won the victory. And then it goes on in, in verse six and seven says this. Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it has been slaughtered. And then he goes on to say, he stepped forward. He can step forward today in your life. But may we repent and come to him on his terms and say, Lord, only you, only you could do something within this chaos. Here, let's pray. Lord God, thank you, 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 thank you that you are a God of redemption, that you are a God who, who gives us what we need in order for us to, to come to you, Lord, you are constantly pursuing after us, even when, when there, there would be no reason for us to pursue after ourselves. <laughs> Lord, you are faithful. You are so, so faithful. And Lord, will you please bring us as people, individually, as families, as a nation, as communities, bring us to repentance. Lord, show us the error in our ways and help us have a life wrapped around you because, Lord, we recognize that there cannot be a revival. There cannot be a soberness unless we come to you with the residue of what was left. Lord, fill us anew. 
Break our heart for what breaks yours. Lord, I pray for those maybe listening or watching right now and they for the first time in their life is realizing that they have never had a moment of repentance and acknowledgement, just like me running. They, 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 they know that they need to ask you to, to take over and to, to give them a life because they realize that on their own, they just can't fill the voids. But Lord, they, they are at that pivotal moment that they have to surrender surrender. So Lord, will you please give them the encouragement, give them the confidence to approach you through that surrender and admittance that Lord, only you, only you can do. Jesus, please use us. We are yours. The Bible says whoever believes and confesses that Jesus is Lord will be saved. So Lord, I pray for the hearts right now that feel unworthy, that feel like they are not good enough to come to you, Lord, that they just have a moment right now of saying, Jesus, forgive me. I am yours. Jesus, I know that you made a way when there was no way. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross, even though you did not deserve death. But you took all of my sin, my past, present, future sin on the cross in order for me to have eternal life. Jesus, I want to know you. Please help me know you. Help me know you through your word. And at the end of the day, Lord, I want to be all yours. I want to make you known. Lord, because I don't want to go a single day failing to tell others about the love, forgiveness, hope, and life that is found in you and you alone. So Lord, for those that right now made a first time, just, just surrender to you. Lord, will you please overwhelm them with the sense of your presence? Lord, give them, give them the resources in order for them to be able to not do life alone, for them to grow and to learn more about you through your word. Lord, please help us put action behind our faith and truly live this life that you called us to live truly walking out your truths found in your word. We need you, Jesus, and we thank you. We thank you that you are the God of revival and that you, through you and you alone, you give us an opportunity to repent, knowing that you will fill us in what we lack. We need you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen, amen, amen. Heavy heart, you are not alone. Lord, thank you, to, thank you for filling us in what we lack. I pray that this meets you in a real relevant way. If this podcast has blessed you, please feel free to share this, rate this. If you're listening on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, it really helps out. I can't wait to see and to hear what the Lord is going to do in your life these days. We're in this together. God bless you. Lord willing, I'll talk to you next week. See ya.